Greetings, friends and fellow citizens and fellow patriots. Welcome to another edition of the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. I'm the president of the We the People Convention. And this podcast and our organization is supported by donors like you. And we thank all of you who donate to the We the People Convention. Without your donations, we could not do the things that we do and have the impact that we have. And we thank you for that and, and just can't you know, tell you how much we appreciate it. So today's broadcast, I decided to you know kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on that might be causing you concern. I want to I want to take some of the fear away from some of the things that are going on. I want to you know debunk some of the myths. I want to talk about uh, some of the things that are you know being considered as we move into a new phase of uh, you know really what we talk about on the show. If you're new to this podcast from the beginning, this show is about protecting and defending our individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity and our constitution and nation. That's what we do in this show. We talk about the threats to those things and how we can defend against them and protect those precious gifts that God gave us that America has brought to the world and which, and, and those things, freedom, liberty, and prosperity that everyone in the world wants to come here to, to benefit from, right? So that's what this show is about. So when we talk about issues, it's always through that lens. It's always in that context. So as you can see, I am flying my flag upside down. I told you, you know, after the uh, inauguration that, you know, our nation was in distress. This is a symbol uh, of our nation being in distress. It is not a desecration of the flag. Um, it is, it is recognized by the military as, as an indication that a citizen is in distress and we are in distress. We've got, you know, attacks upon our liberty and our freedom and our prosperity and our constitution and until that, you know, that is pushed back and, and we get back in control, you know, we're going to have to understand that we're facing an awful lot of, of distress. Now, you know, this week, you know, we honored Dr. Martin Luther King and his dream uh, for America. And that dream was basically stated clearly in, in his statement that he dreamed of a day when his black children would not be judged by the color of their skin, but they would be judged by the content of their character, okay? And we put out an article, you know, at wethepeopleconvention.org that said that the U.S. communist left has destroyed Dr. King's dream uh, for America with identity politics and hate. Dr. King's dream was that we would all be one, that we would, we would judge people based on their merit, on what they can do, who they are inside, not by things that they can't control, like the color of their skin or their gender and things of that nature, their religion. Well, they can control their religion, but their gender and their color of their skin. And so the left, in order to destroy America, needs to divide and conquer us. And so they keep selling the lie that we're the most racist nation in the world, when in fact, we are the least racist nation in the world. They keep selling the idea that, you know, multiculturalism is what America's about. What Dr. King was talking about and what has been, what has made America the most successful form of government in the history of man is called the melting pot, where you come here as my ancestors did from Poland and from Ireland and, and from Germany. They came here and they, they gave up their German culture and their Irish culture and their Polish culture, and they got into the melting pot that is America. We added that culture to America and created this, this, you know, stew that represented all of us. That doesn't mean that you don't, you aren't proud of your culture. That's not, doesn't mean that you're not proud of your ethnicity. What it means is that you're committed to America. And so this is the problem that we have because when they, the left started selling you on multiculturalism, they were telling you that you can come to America and not become an American. You know, you can come to America like the, the Muslims do and say, we want Sharia law and we're going to reject the U.S. Constitution and American law. That doesn't work. Why? It divides you. 
That's their whole goal, to divide us and conquer us. And so when they talk about, you know, these, these ideas, you know, that are always, you know, you're, you know, we're racist, they're trying to divide us. They never talk about people. They only talk about groups. And that's why I said in our article, it's about identity politics. Because if they say all blacks must think this way, all gays must think this way, all women must think this way, that's not the way the world works. That's a lie. You need to call it a lie. You've got to you know, just completely go against anybody who tries to promote that lie because we're individuals. We, we do not, you know, we're not, you know, all created the same. We may be created equal in God's eyes, but we are not the same. We all are unique and we all think the way we think based on our experience and our knowledge and our, you know, our effort. So this Dr. Martin King, Luther King holiday, which Americans, you know, celebrate, real Americans celebrate, and the world celebrates, the left defiled. And I'll talk about that uh, in a, an article we're going to go over here in a second. So, you know, we start out the week, you know, really drawing a clear contrast between who America is and who the communist left is and the people who now have taken minimal control of our federal government. And I say minimal control because while Joe Biden's been, you know, uh, inaugurated and while, you know, they have a 50-50 margin in the Senate and an eight-vote margin in the House, that is very tenuous. And I want everyone to remember that because there's way too much fear-mongering going on in our community, in, in the patriot community, right? Yeah, we're not in a good place. We're sure as heck not in the place that we wanted to be if Donald Trump had been reelected. But the world has not ended and we're not defeated. We, you know, we've faced some setbacks. And as I said to you, we, the people, we didn't lose anything. We, we did a great job. Uh, the fact that election was stolen from us. And yes, I firmly believe that, but we're going to, we're going to talk about that here in the show as well. The, the bottom line is, you know, we still believe in what we believe in. And, and we think we're right, and we think the left is wrong, and we think they're a bunch of cheaters, and we have to deal with that. But to just have all this negative self-talk isn't worth a, a darn. It's not worth anything. And, and so just understand that the goal is to keep fighting. The goal is to protect and defend your freedom, your liberty, and your prosperity. And so how do you do that? Well, you know, you fight everywhere you can fight. And you try to continue to push back against the lies. Now, here's one of the big lies, right? One of the big lies is President Trump is just a piece of garbage and everyone hates him and the world hates him and all that stuff. Yeah, not so much, okay? What, what came out, Rasmussen comes out with a poll and, and says that, you know, President Trump had a 51% approval rating last week while Joe Biden coming in in his first weak as president is a 48%. Now, it gets even better because when Trump took office in 2017, his first job approval rating in the same poll was 56%, which is eight points higher than fraudulent Joe Biden's 48%. Barack Obama, in contrast, had a 67% approval rating. Joe Biden's at 48. How did he get more votes than Barack Obama, I wonder? Jeez, the mystery. The more you look at these numbers, the worse they are for Biden. When President Trump entered office, his disapproval rating was 44% with all the media, Russia, 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 beating him up, you know, all through the election in 16, right? He was at, uh, his disapproval rating was 44%. Biden's disapproval rating is 45. 45. Wow. When President Trump entered office, 38% strongly approved and 36% strongly disapproved of him. Biden is entering office with both of those numbers in worse shape. Only 36% strongly approve of him, while 38% strongly disapprove. Okay? So guess what? His, the fraudulent Joe Beijing Biden is nowhere near as popular as the fake national media and their echo chamber want you to believe. It's all theater, folks. It's all theater. And it's up to you to tell other people and to make sure that they don't get fooled by the lies. Okay? 
So now here's the next story about impeachment. I know some of you are worried about impeachment. You're, you're, you're saying, why is this happening? Folks, it's totally political. There's no crime here. There's no law here. This is absolutely bogus, okay? And, and basically, the Republicans are understanding that if the, in the Senate, you have to get 17 Republicans out of 50 to vote to impeach President Trump for something he didn't do, which is incite, you know, the people who went into the Capitol on January 6th, right? It's a suicide vote for any Republican that votes to do that. It's not going to happen. It's also illegal. It's just flat out unconstitutional. I was watching Jonathan Turley, you know, who's a prominent lawyer that they have on Fox and stuff a lot. And he went through it just piece by piece. The law that's, you know, that the Senate uses, that House and the Senate can use to impeach someone, they have no standing after the person is out of office. This law is only for office holders. Donald Trump's a private citizen. They have no standing. So part of the problem they're going to have is when, and, and Chuck Schumer, who is now the, the leader of the Senate, announced that they were going to accept the impeachment documents from the House from Nancy Pelosi on Monday, and then they would begin the trial. Well, at the beginning of the trial, they have to vote, you know, to accept it or not. And and here's the real tricky part. Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts oversees the trial. He's the judge. The first thing that's going to happen is they're going to say, is this legal? In other words, the Republicans say, the first thing they should say is, we move to dismiss this based on the fact that we have no standing. And that's going to land right in Robert's lap. And he's going to have a big problem because it's plain as day. And he's already indicating he doesn't even want to show up. That's how afraid he is of being part of this. It ain't going to happen. It's all about denying President Trump the ability to come back and defeat the people who cheated him. It's that simple. They're afraid, including Republicans, including Republicans. They're afraid. And so this is all about political assassination. And they're going to fail. And then we're going to see what Donald Trump does. And that's an important part of this. Now, before I get to that part about what Trump does, what we do, a lot of you guys are sending lots of information. I really appreciate it. Lots of ideas about what we should and shouldn't do. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But before we do that, I, I need to address so that you will address in your community this continued attempt to paint all of you and me and half of America as domestic terrorists, and the, and the lie that this is a major threat to our nation. This is serious, what they're trying to do to us, and we must push back. And we did push back this week, but I want you to, to, to be careful and want you to understand what's going on. So first of all, let me make this perfectly clear. Right after the, the January 6th riot at the Capitol, There were people like Ocasio-Cortez, OAC, and and others on the Democrat Party who were claiming that there were people there trying to kill them, trying to capture and kill lawmakers. And that actually, I understand, came from a DOJ or FBI source. This week, and you can see the story at wethepeopleconvention.org, the Department of Justice walked back that false assertion and said they had no evidence whatsoever that anybody involved with you know the storming of the Capitol intended to capture congressmen and to kill them. Again, they put they, you know they they make the lie, the media runs with it, your friends and neighbors and, you know, and family hear it, they believe it, and then they walk it back. Get that story at we the people Make sure that you push back on that. Okay? Because this is the problem. Now, I'm going to play for you what Joe Biden said after January 6th, so you remember what he said. Witness yesterday was not dissent. It was not disorder. It was not protest. It was chaos. They weren't protesters. 
Don't dare call them protesters. They were a riotous mob, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. Yeah. Insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. That's a complete bold-faced lie. Maybe Joe was talking about these people. You know, the Antifa people who attacked the Democratic headquarters in Portland on the day that Biden was inaugurated? Yeah, Antifa, you know, the people who burned our cities and killed dozens of people throughout the summer, which Joe Biden says they're just an idea. They're not a real organization, right? Yeah, those people, is that who he's talking about? Well, yeah, who are the real insurrectionists, right? Did you hear, did you hear people at the, at the, at the Capitol building, even the people in the Capitol building, did you hear them saying anything about anything horrible about America? Did you hear any of that? Yeah. Well, here's, here's what Antifa says about America. Listen to this. Yeah, death to America. Death to America. Black Lives Matter on their website says they are committed to the overthrowing of the U.S. government by any means necessary. And you're calling us terrorists? That's what you're doing? You're calling the people who went to the Capitol demanding that their duly elected representatives represent them and investigate what clearly was a a flawed election. You're calling us, Joe Biden, insurrectionists and terrorists, right? But you didn't call out Antifa and, and Chuck Grassley, to his credit, called out Joe Biden and demanded that he denounce Antifa. And guess what? He didn't. He didn't do that. See? And, and this is what it's all about. You know, Biden comes out and says the same commitment to root out domestic terrorism as we have to stopping international terrorism. That's his commitment, that, that, that this is a serious thing. But this all results, all of this results from the lack of enforcement of the law. That's what this is all about. This is, we've talked about this. Without the rule of law, we're not a nation at all, because that's what our nation is founded on. But he's going to call us terrorists, right? Yeah. Look at this guy. You maybe have not seen this video because it hasn't gotten that much. This is a, one of our people at the July, uh, January 6th uh, situation at the Capitol. Listen to what, what we say. We didn't say death to America. Listen to what he says. Why are you letting this happen? Why haven't you called for backup? Where is your backup? This is our damn Capitol building. And y'all are letting it get destroyed on your watch. F*** all of you. Call for backup. Get some help down here. And if, and if they don't want to get you f***ing backup, they obviously don't give a shit about you. These people want blood. Yeah, that's who we are. We're the people who are yelling at the police who are standing there at the Capitol, doing nothing and asking them, begging them, pleading with them to do their damn job, to defend the Capitol. And they didn't because it's a setup, because it's a lie. And that's the whole problem with this thing, right? And, and, and as Tucker Carlson pointed out, you know, the... The Democrats are using the, the military, our military, as a political stunt. That's all they're doing. They're, they're basically trying to, by, by putting all these soldiers, you know, at the, uh, at the Capitol, right? They're, they're basically trying to make the American people believe that, that we're on the verge of our country being taken over. It's a lie. It's theater. It's literally a produced movie. There is evidence to suggest that Nancy Pelosi, and she conspired to not have the Capitol Police ready. That's coming out. That's the truth. That's what we have to expose.
okay? And it's just ridiculous that we had all these soldiers there for no reason. Just like they said there would be, uh, you know, there would be uh, armed protesters, remember? Armed protesters in all 50 of our state capitals. Yeah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And so in a press conference just two days ago, you know, the White House calls for an agency-wide effort on domestic terrorism, a growing national security threat. Ladies and gentlemen, that is just a lie. And so I printed an article that is very important. I tried to get it to be a full-page ad in the Washington Times. The Washington Times would not print it. But I'm going to read it to you. It's on our website. You'll see the graphic that says FBI fines and prosecutes less than 200 domestic terrorists per year. And Biden orders 26,000 troops to protect Washington. 200 nut jobs are not a threat to our republic. But the lies of the Biden administration about Trump supporters being white supremacists certainly are. How many of you would have known that only 200, it's actually 183, I'll show you a chart here in a minute, that the FBI and the DOJ and Christopher Wray is one of the biggest liars, one of the biggest sinners. They are out there saying how you know, white supremacy is like a, a, a biggest terrorist threat, much more than Antifa and beyond, which who they never mention. And then I go and look at the documents and all they could find in our whole country of 330 million people is 183 domestic terrorists, white nationalists, and you're going to go on TV and the press secretary for the new president is going to stand on the stage and tell the media that and the American public that this is a growing national security threat. This is not a threat to national security at all. So now I'm going to take a minute to read this article to you because I want you to, I want you to get it. I worked hard on it. I'm proud of it. And I think it says a lot. And I want you to plagiarize this. I want you to go to wethepeopleconvention.org, find this article that's titled White Supremacist Myth Exposed by FBI's Own Data. And I want you to send it to people. I want you to take it and make a letter to the editor and, and, and just take whatever parts that you want and write a letter to the editor exposing this lie. This is the things we can do to fight back. So here's what it says. The FBI fines and prosecutes less than 200 domestic terrorists per year, and yet Biden orders 26,000 troops protect Washington. Don't buy the lies. We the people have a message for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, FBI Director Christopher Wray, Director of National Intelligence Averill Haynes, Homeland Security nominee Alejandro Maharakas, Secretary of Defense nominee Lloyd Austin, and anyone uh, in the Democratic Communist left who has said publicly that domestic terrorism, particularly by white supremacists, is a major threat to national security in our republic and that we need new special police powers to spy on American citizens to root it out, that this is just a lie. You're saying it, it's a lie, and you know it. And I have links that prove it. And they are doing it purely for political purpose purposes. Stop lying to the American people. It is a fact that the FBI only finds and prosecutes less than 200 domestic terrorists per year. And yet Biden orders 26,000 troops to protect Washington. 200 nut jobs are not a threat to our republic, but your lies about Trump supporting white supremacists certainly are. Okay? Your irresponsible, ignorant, and inflammatory rhetoric declaring war. He literally declared war on us. On us, the people that voted for Trump. That's what he did during his inauguration. That's what Joe Biden did. Not You didn't declare war on just a small number of violent and purposely ill-defined white supremacists, but you declared war on 50% of American citizens who are political opponents your political opponents, and label them as domestic terrorists and insurrectionists is not only foolish, but dangerous and must be stopped right now. You're calling all white people racist is not just laughable, but pathetic, 
as you literally define yourselves as the true racist, as you judge people solely by the color of your skin and defile the legacy of Dr. King, whom real Americans just honored. Your gross overreaction to the terrible events on January 6th, and it was an overreaction, was obviously done not out of true concern for what or who caused the riot at Capitol Hill, but instead for purely political purposes. You exploited the event to once again wrongly accuse the president of things he did not do clearly, and but also to demonize and in fact target Unfairly, all Americans who did not vote for you and do not support your destructive agenda for America. Your motives are clear and totally despicable and un-American. Okay? And I'm going to put this chart up for you here. It's a chart that says only a fool would declare war on American citizens. And it shows that there's 150 million gun owners in the United States. There's 2.1 million soldiers in the entire military and about 750,000 police officers. You're not going to intimidate us. And I had the quote that's actually, and this is not from Thomas Jefferson, most people think it is. Where the people fear the government, there is tyranny. Where the government fears the people, there is liberty. That is actually from a guy named John Basil Barnhill in 1914, who was arguing against socialism and communism back around the time of World War I. So I continue to, uh, with my article. Your foolish, over-the-top, and obviously unnecessary show of military force did not intimidate the American people because, as the chart above demonstrates, we are not and will not ever be intimidated by the likes of you. To use our sons and daughters who make up the U.S. military to perpetrate this canard that our nation is under literal attack and then to insult them by demanding that they be subjected to an unconstitutional political vetting was simply reprehensible. Let us make this clear enough so that even those of you who actually irrationally hate half of all Americans and our Constitution can understand. Understand this. You work for us, the American people. You do not and never will rule over us. Despite the clear evidence from the latest Obamagate documents that were released that you have zero respect for the rule of law or your duty to serve the public good, nor do you have any respect for our electoral processes. That being made clear, your false accusations and trumped-up fear-mongering does not give any of you, nor our government agencies, any moral or legal authority to censor political speech, to spy on American citizens, or to target your political opponents illegally using the force of government as you have done so many times before. Most recently, in the IRS targeting of the Tea Party, which ultimately resulted in the election of Trump and your complete defeat and loss of power in 2016, you will not be allowed to attack the American people with impunity. Despite the pathetic rhetoric and theatrics of your virtual inauguration and your dark inauguration speech, the fact is that no American believes the lie that you and your big media and big tech propagandists are selling that domestic terrorism or white supremacy are the main threat to our republic, conveniently leaving out the real threat from Marxist groups like Antifa and BLM. It is undeniable that the existential threat to our republic is posed by communist China, who we noticed was ecstatic over Joe Biden taking over as president in Washington on Wednesday. Your intentional decision to recklessly try to paint 74 million Americans as domestic terrorists and insurrectionists when the FBI can only find a total of 183 cases of domestic terrorism to prosecute each year clearly demonstrates your anti-First Amendment, anti-American beliefs and is nothing less than an attack on the very Constitution you just swore an oath to protect and defend. You hypocrites, your action exposed the fact that your efforts are in principle, insincere, politically motivated, and dangerous. So now that we have been, now that we, you have been publicly exposed for your duplicity, if you continue your violent rhetoric and illegal actions against Amer- the American people, you will be totally responsible for what ensues. 
If you continue to intentionally divide the American people and pit us against each other to incite a civil war, everyone will know that you are responsible for that horrible outcome. Now, since you, Mr. Biden, and many of your appointed uh, members of your cabinet have disturbing connections to the communist Chinese government, perhaps it is your intent to drive Americans to civil war. We all know there is nothing that would benefit the communists more than destroying the United States from within so that we are not able to check their plans for world domination by 2050. Our sincere question to all of you in this administration is, whose side are you on? That's our sincere question. And we have sincere doubts. And this lie you're perpetrating must not stand. And I'm asking you to plagiarize this document, write letters to the editor, and make it clear that this is not a threat at all. 200 nut jobs are not a threat to our nation, but their lies are a threat to our nation. And what is their intention? That's the question. What is their intention about America? All right, we're going to take a short break, and then I'm going to transition to things we're thinking about, things we need to think about, things we might do, things we can do, things we must do going forward. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast, and my name is Tom Zawistowski. The We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Program is paid for by donors like you. You can donate to the We the People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We the People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312. All right. So, first of all, I want to thank all of you guys who are sending me notes uh, and suggestions, okay? Uh, and, and some of these things you're sending me are like multi-page PDFs. Uh, some of them are just an email with here, here's, you know, some things. I think we should start a third party. I think, you know, we have to, uh, you know, we have to t- do more to take over the Republican Party. I think we need to primary people. You know, all that information is good. And I know that you're getting together in groups around the country, and that's important. Okay. You need, we need to talk to each other. We need to have a conversation. But what we don't need is negativism. What we don't need is woe is me. We are not defenseless. We, we still can fight. And, and, and those of you who've been listening to me for a long time will remember me talking about the stories that, you know, I'm, I'm a proud, you know, Polish person. Zawistowski is my last name, right? And I, I, and, and during the Obama years, particularly, when things seemed really bad, I would think about Lechwalenza and solidarity and the effort in Poland to defeat communism. And, and folks, Poland was under communist control for like 35 years. There were literally tanks parked in the town square and soldiers with guns in their life every day. And yet they still, they had the, 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 you know, desire and love for freedom in their souls, in their, in their hearts. And they, they started the strikes in the shipyards with that solidarity, which was led by Lech Valenza. And they eventually, with the help of Ronald Reagan and the Pope, were able to crush the Soviet Union. I don't see any tanks in our street so far. I don't think I even saw any in Washington. I do see soldiers, but they're in Washington. They're not on our streets, okay? And so we're, we're not in a position where we can't defend ourselves. And you, so you need to be focused on what can we do? What can we do to fight this fight, whether it's at your school board, whether it's at your board of elections, whether it's in your local you know, county, whether it's in your city, whether it's in your state, and then nationally. But all those things, you, know, you can't fight them all at once. And so we need to think about what we're going to do and come up with a plan. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. So here's the first thing I think has to be done, and this is really important, hasn't been getting a lot of coverage, but we need to do this. I said to you that one of the things I was sure of that after you know the the uh, they accepted the electors uh, you know and and you know did not stand up for the constitution. I said the one thing I was sure of that we would prove that the voter fraud took place and that Joe Biden was a fraudulent president. 
because we had proven everything else that they told us was a wild conspiracy. Fast and Furious, uh, you know, Benghazi, uh, Tea Party, you know, IRS targeting, the, you know, Clinton emails, Russia, Russia, Russia. We've never been wrong. You know why? Because we don't lie to each other. Good people don't lie to each other. We don't lie to our families. I don't lie to you. You don't lie to me. We don't lie to our employees. We don't lie to our customers because that's what a, a good society does, right? So when we said there's voter fraud, and I changed the voter fraud page at WeThePeopleConvention.org, right now there's a block, there's like four blocks on our front page. One of them says, you know, uh, cancel your social media subscription. But the other one says, check out the voter fraud. And I changed it this week, and I said, anyone who says there was no voter fraud in this election, like Mitt Romney, right? Like Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, I said, here are the links to the hours of testimony in Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, of Americans who signed affidavits, who witnessed with their own eyes cheating that was enough to overturn this election. Don't ever accept that there's no evidence. That, again, is a lie. It's intended to confuse you know, the people in your circle in your family, in your business, in your church, in your community. You can go to wethepeopleconvention.org and there's hours of people testifying. That's important. We can't let that die. But here's the thing that's happening this week that is really important. Finally, Maricopa County in Arizona has agreed to turn over their ballots to the Senate for a complete audit and, and they're basically allowing them to look at the Dominion voting machines. This is critical. The Senate of Arizona, which is Republican-controlled, and, and, and Arizona is a Republican state, so how did Trump lose, right? But the bottom line is they had gotten a, a subpoena to force Maricopa County to turn over their ballots, and they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it, and they held out until Biden was inaugurated. But a judge basically said that the subpoena is valid and the Senate could have them arrested. And they finally had to back down and turn it over. Now you say, well, Tom, then what's the point? You can't, you know, they're not going to turn overturn the election. Yes, it will help us overturn the election as far as in history for us to, to verify that we were right, for us to delegitimize Joe Biden. I just talked about how bad his approval ratings are. People don't believe he was elected. Now we have to prove it. This is going to be critical, folks, because you and I believe that, that there was election fraud and there was, there was serious accusations of election fraud in Maricopa County in, in Arizona. Well, guess what? We better prove it now. We have to put up or shut up. You know, Rudy Giuliani and, and, and the Armistead Group and all these other technical experts and uh, Jovan uh, uh, Pulitzer and everybody is telling us there's all this election fraud. We've got to prove it. So this is going to be very interesting. Now, I, I know I have some doubts about, oh, my gosh, they've had, you know, almost two months. You know, did they destroy the evidence? Well, I saw one of the Arizona state senators on a podcast yesterday saying that, no, they can't do that. They haven't been able to alter the machines. The ballots, you know, are, are there's federal law that you have to keep these documents for 22 months, even though they destroyed them in Georgia, and that still has to be, you know, litigated. Okay, they broke federal law in Georgia. They destroyed ballots. Why? Because they're cheating. That's what I believe. But we got to prove it. So keep your eyes on Maricopa County, Arizona, because next week and the week after, we're either going to say, "Holy cow." Trump won, or we were lied to. There wasn't the evidence. It didn't happen. And then our case is greatly diminished. High stakes, folks. High stakes indeed. So now, all of that affects what we can do. And, and, and we've had all kinds of things. Last week, I talked to you about uh, having uh, you know, a third party. And I thought that Trump should start a third party. And then it came out that Trump was actually considering starting a third party. 
Okay? The Patriot Party. And now there's been a lot of debate about that. And if you if and you should look at the end of last week's podcast where I talk about that you have to reinvent the whole idea of a political party because we don't have political parties. The parties we have are totally corrupt. They don't represent anyone but the money who buy their votes. Okay, you have to create a political party where the power is at the base, not at the top, so that the people get representation. And, and so, like I said last week, our founding fathers, the, the brilliance of our government structure was that it was designed to restrain the power of our government. We need to come up with a political party that restrains the power of the party so that the power of the people is what is done. So you've got that out there, okay? And then there's, there's actual people talking about secession, Texas. Which in the Constitution, when Texas joined the Union, there is legal information that you know in the in the they're joining the Union that gives them some right to to you know, get out of it. Article one, section one of the Texas State Constitution reads: Texas is a free and independent state, subject only to the Constitution of the United States and the maintenance of our free institutions and and the. Per- perpetuity of the union depends upon the preservation of the right of local self-government unimpaired to all the states. So there's a, there is a legal case for Texas to make that they should secede from the union. And they're calling it Texit, like Brexit. That's how serious this is. People are seriously talking about that. And people are seriously talking about, um, Literally, the red states leaving the blue states and forming another country. Now, you may say that sounds absurd, but 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 think about it. Our problem is we have irreconcilable differences. We believe in individual rights, freedom, and liberty and prosperity. Joe Biden, the Democrat communists, believe in statism. Individuals mean nothing. They believe in group identity. They believe that you're only existing to help make them powerful, to make the state powerful, just like China does. China will kill millions of people. They don't care about individuals. It's all about the state. Those two ideas are not compatible, right? So we talked about forming a third party. We've talked about secession. I've got people talking about Article 5, the, you know, the, the Convention of States, which has been around for quite a few years. And maybe the time has come for Article 5 Convention of States. This is a thing where the states, there's Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, gives the states the ability to call for a constitutional convention to redo some of the Constitution. The fear of that has always been that ultimately... The same rhinos, the same status, the same uniparty, the same deep state that is now controlling our government would control that convention. And instead of using it to protect our rights, would use it to take away our rights. Okay? But maybe now that's a better idea and we should look at that because it's in the Constitution. It's a lawful way to proceed. Now, the other part of this, though, is there may not be a lawful way to proceed. I mean, we fought the Civil War to keep the South from leaving the Union. If Texas and other states said we want to leave the Union, would we fight over that? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of you guys write to me and say, you know, we got to do everything we can, you know, to regain power, but no violence. Well, folks, all power, all government is based on force. It's, it's that simple. If a policeman is not willing to shoot you dead, if you don't stop beating up that person, then you don't have any government. You have anarchy. Okay. And, and, and the, go back and look at this, at the revolutionary war, the tea party, go look at the people in the tea party. They were nasty dudes. They were hurting people. They were, they were burning down your print shop if you printed stuff they didn't like. They would take you out on a rail. That's not just a cartoon 
They would strip you naked, dip you in burning tar, hurting your skin, roll you in feathers, put you naked on a rail, and ride you out of town. That's force. That's violence. And then they want to accuse us of committing violence on, on the 6th, okay, at the Capitol, when quite frankly, the best I can tell, the only body that killed anybody was the state. We're now hearing that the, the policeman that died, they said, got hit in the head with an air, a fire extinguisher. That's now in question. The other police officer committed suicide. The three people that died for medical reasons, I have a witness, a person who was there standing next to one of the people who died that said that a concussion grenade from the police went off. The person dropped and was dead from a heart attack. Okay? So, yeah. There, there, you know, there were people taking stuff, okay, and there were people punching police, and that's violence. But literally, I said this before: in our history, if what would have happened is we would have taken over the Capitol and held it, or burned it to the ground. We didn't do that, but Antifa's doing that. Antifa's attacking the federal building in Portland and in Seattle, and they're trying to burn it to the ground. But they're just an idea, and we're terrorists, right? So, again, this idea that you can have liberty without the force to defend it is suspect. So you got to be honest with yourselves, right? We don't lie to each other. We don't lie about history. We don't lie about the truth of human nature. And this brings me to a very important part of this discussion about what we're going to do. John Adams had this quote, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people, it is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. This is a problem. This goes back, and I and, and as much as we are angry with A.G. Barr, former A.G. Bar, Bill Barr, you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, you click under videos, and you watch his video for, uh, when he spoke at the University of Notre Dame Law School about religious freedom and why it was critical to our nation that we could not survive without it. You know why? Because... When you talk about government of the people, by the people, and for the people, our founders knew that at the core of that was the fact that as a moral and religious people, we would constrain ourselves. We would follow the Ten Commandments. We would not steal from our neighbors. We would not murder our neighbors. And if we can constrain ourselves, guess what? The government doesn't have to. That's why this form of government was made for a moral and religious people and none other. And it's unsuitable for any other kind of people because if you won't constrain yourself like Antifa won't do, if you won't constrain yourself like these haters on the left who want to silence you, who want to take away your job, who want to dox your business, those aren't Christian values. No decent person does that. You can't have our form of government. We're at the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. 48 years. 62 million babies aborted. How's that a religious and moral nation? And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to extend that not just to aborting you in the womb up to the day you are going to be born. They agree with the, the nut jobs on the left that even after you're born or if you survive the abortion, they have a right to kill you and they call that women's health care. That is not a moral and religious nation, is it? So can you put the genie back in the bottle. Can we have what we're fighting for? Well, here's a chart of church attendance by state. And what you'll see is that most of the people who go to church 
are in the center of the country. You know, people along the coast, meaning, you know, California, Oregon, Washington, and then in the Northeast, they, they're not a religious people. They're just not. And that's, and that's a question. If you secede, you know, can you then have a moral religious people so we can continue to have our constitution? Here's an example. Here's a look at the electoral map. And again, it shows you the red states, right? But even if you were going to succeed, you can see that like Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado, uh, you know, are not really religious. So would they be left out? These are not easy answers. These are not easy questions, are they? But we need to understand that if, if we're not going to have the underpinnings of our form of government, then you can't have that form of government. Now, what other form of government can you have? I, 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 do you want to have a parliamentary form of government? Do you want to have a monarchy? You know, you know, they want socialism, right? So what is that? That's, that's ruled by men, you know, who are the elites, and, and they're, they're, they own all the business, and you just serve them. That's called slavery where I come from. So these answers about what do we do, they have to be in that context. And I need you to think about that because it, it really is important about what we do next. And people say to me, well, how can we get people to go back to the church? How can we get people to believe in God and something more than themselves? That there's more to this world than their, their, their world, their, you know, their day-to-day -day life. Well, unfortunately, folks, one of the ways is war. One of the ways is war. That when, you know, there's no atheists in foxholes, right? Yeah, when you go through the Civil War, yeah, you find religion real fast. Because you're dying for something bigger than you. So we don't take these things lightly. But it's not just that simple that we could just say, oh, you know, let's secede or let's, you know, let's um, have a civil war or let's have martial law. I don't, I don't take those statements lightly and neither should you. But I hope I'm giving you something to think about because we have to answer these questions with whatever, you know, we decide to do. So to wrap up the show, you know, and again, what I'm saying to you, we don't know what to do right now. We're talking to smart people. We're trying to figure it out. But what we can do is, is we can you know, continue to fight the fight. And another, I guess another component of this comes down to uh, what's happening in our states. Well, what a surprise. You know, what did we say? We all said that after the election, suddenly COVID would be cured. And what do we get? Oh, we get a study that says lockdowns don't work. They have no effect on COVID and may even help spread it. And what do you got? You got New York and Chicago and California saying, oh, the, the, the cure can't be worse than the disease. Gee, where did we hear that before? Oh, like nine months ago from Donald Trump and from us? Yeah. But all of a sudden, we're going we're gonna to be, you know, we're going to just completely flip. Why? Because they lied. I told you last week, these people are so evil that they hurt you. They took your business. They took your money. They hurt your children. They hurt your parents that were in nursing homes to gain power. How sick. Is that a moral and religious country? Wow. See, but, but then I'm thinking about, because here in Ohio, we got this lunatic governor who says he's a Republican, but he's not. It's Democrat Mike DeWine, who still is, is, is having these lockdowns, still is saying you got to close your, your bar by 10 o'clock at night because there's, but there's no evidence that that does anything to prevent COVID, but it destroys your bar. And I'm saying, how are we going to fight this fight nationally when we haven't figured out how to win it locally? We got to think about that. I think we need to, we need to stand up in our states. I think we need to say, we're going to, we the people are going to have all our bars stay open to whatever they want. And we're going to defy you because you don't have the force of law behind you. That's what it's going to take. So we have to fight the fight wherever we can fight it. 
But remember, remember my axiom. Remember what I tell you, that one of the things that guides my efforts every step of the way. A long time ago in the Tea Party movement, when we used to just fight everybody about everything and didn't get very far, I changed tactics. And I said, we will only fight the fights that we can win and are worth winning. And that's how we elected Donald Trump in 2016. And that's how we won Ohio again in 2020. And that's how we took back the Senate. We were careful. So pick your targets that you can fight fights that you can win and they're worth winning. They accomplish something. Okay? That's important. But I also want you to not exaggerate in your own mind the things that they're doing. There's a story that I posted this week at the WeThePeopleConvention.org that says Joe Biden signed 17 executive orders. What do they mean to you? And the reason I posted this is because everyone was going nuts about he's, he's reversing everything. He's reversing everything that Trump did. Okay? Well, no kidding. Guess what Trump did? He reversed everything that Obama did. And I told you before the election, when I was explaining why we had to win the election, that the problem was that because of the Tea Party taking back the House in 2010 from Obama, they were not able to pass these things into law. They were all executive orders. Every executive order can be undone, apparently, except for DACA, which is another whole story. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, but the dreamers i'm sorry the dreamer act but but the bottom line is when paul ryan and the rhinos in the chamber of commerce sabotaged the the us house and made sure we lost it so that nancy pelosi could be the the house speaker when the republicans sabotaged that for their 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 owners at the chamber of commerce they did the same thing to trump what we did to obama so all we could do is executive orders they never got passed in the law that's the betrayal of the Republican Party, okay? So now you've got Biden reversing Trump's executive orders, but what do they really mean? Okay, well, I told you, there's a 50-50 uh, split in the House or in the Senate. The, the House only has like eight, eight Democrats more than Republicans, and a lot of those Democrats are in states that Trump won. It's going to be a bloody fight. And the Republicans in those in the House and the Senate are going to have to fight. It's not going to be a rubber stamp. But the key thing I did in this article that I put out to you is I actually went through the trouble of looking at polling to say, okay, you know, he put out a mask requirement ordering uh, that, you know, requires the use of masks and social distancing in all federal buildings on federal lands and by federal employees and contractors, okay? And he said something about on federal highways. That was an interesting twist. <clears throat> Again, what is the basis of this? Is this really a law? It's an executive order. Who's going to enforce it? If you're not wearing your mask in your car, what are they going to charge you with? So even though, and this is the shame of it, 69% of Americans support this, it doesn't really do anything. It's not a change. So that executive order is pure theater. It's politics. But if you go off from here, we're joining the World Health Organization. Only 30%, 38% of Americans support that. You know what? It doesn't matter because the, the World Health Organization is controlled by the communists and, they're, and they control Fauci and all the rest of these people. And so while Trump took us out of that, no policy really changed. So this doesn't really do anything to you. Uh, rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Only 29% of Americans are for this. And guess what? The Paris Climate Accord, there's a debate about whether that's a treaty or whether it's not a treaty. And so Biden is going to pretend it's not a treaty. He's going to try to shut down fracking, all you people in Pennsylvania, right? When he said he wouldn't do it, yeah, he's going to do that. But the point is, if we take the country back in 2022 or the House back, we can stop all that nonsense, okay? Um, just, you know, all kinds of things like, uh, you know, talking about... Uh, you know, ending the Muslim ban, you know, you know, the travel ban for Muslims. 17% of Americans support this. Again, largely a token gesture. Doesn't mean a thing, okay? Uh, stopping the, you know, the building of the border fence. Only 26% of Americans support that. So of all these executive orders, the fact is that most of them, like canceling the uh, XL pipeline, that's going to cost like 46,000 jobs. So why are they doing it? 
Well, they're doing it because they're liars. They don't represent even the people who voted for them, okay? And they have power, and they're going to abuse the power. But guess who's complaining? The unions are complaining. See, they're going to have, I, I read an article that said that Joe Biden is going to be the least effective president since Jimmy Carter. And I think that's absolutely true. And especially if we prove that he was, unele- he was elected illegitimately, then it's, it's just basically over. And again, we may be able to impeach him. If we take back the House in 2022, whether it's through a third party or through Republicans, and we find evidence that he's an illegitimate president and he's involved with China, why can't we impeach him? Why can't we impeach Kamala Harris too? That'd be fun. Then our Speaker of the House could be the president. Don't give up, okay? Keep fighting the fight. Keep fighting the fight. And no, and no, for a fact, this is the other thing that they buried. And I mentioned it in my you know, article about the uh, domestic terrorism. The director of national intelligence, before he left office, said that it was clear by our intelligence agencies that China sought to influence the 2020 election. This is going to hang over Joe Biden and his administration like you won't believe. The Hunter Biden thing ain't going away. The, everything he does with China is going to be under a microscope. And that's good for us. That's good for us. All right. So I'm going to wrap up the show. I thank you for watching. You know, I hope you learned some things. I hope, you know, you found this to be a good discussion. Keep sending me information. You know, remember, they can't censor you on social media if you're not on their platforms. Get off and make them irrelevant. Okay? We don't need it. The We the People Convention, we get to you through emails and through text messages and our website and this podcast. I don't, I don't need social media. You don't need social media, okay? So be careful about that. Get off of it. Don't support people who hate you. We've got to fight this. Again, if you're not getting my emails or texts, go to wethepeopleconvention.org, right on the front page, put them in, and you'll start getting them. Another thing I want to talk to you about just before we close is I'm hearing about people who were in D.C. but didn't go in the building who were being contacted by the FBI. You do not have to talk to them, and you should not talk to them. If you get contacted by the FBI, you just say, listen, if you've got some questions for me, I want them in writing, and and I'll have my lawyer uh, respond to you. Do not tell them anything. They have no right to ask you that. You, you, know, you, you know, again, what's, where's their warrant? Where's a subpoena? But we're hearing that. And we're also working with lawyers. We're trying to defend our people. If you know someone who's being attacked by the FBI, just like we were by the IRS, help them out. You know, if you get a stimulus you know, from this, this latest joke of built trillions of dollars of printed money that they're going to send out, think about using your stimulus money to help a patriot that's under attack by the FBI to help pay their legal fees, right? That would be a good idea. Now, by the way, a little side story on that. In Georgia, in the runoff election, the Democrats were actually running TV ads, and in their door knocks, they were telling voters, particularly black voters, that if you vote for Ossoff and and Harnock, the other guy, that you're going to get a $2,000 check as soon as we get back. And guess what? Now they're all upset because they're not going to get a $2,000 check. They might get $1,200. And they're saying they were lied to. Can't make this stuff up. And oh yeah, by the way, bribing people for their votes is a felony. Yeah, how could they get away with that? Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. All right. Listen, we still live in the greatest country in the world. Flat out. We still have a lot of our rights. And we certainly, as I showed, we have our guns to protect those rights. We just have to have the courage to stand up. And fight the fight. Now, I know a lot of you are disappointed that we didn't declare martial law. I know you know, President Trump didn't do that. I know a lot of you are disappointed that we haven't done something more forceful. Well, you got to have the ability to do it. You got to fight the fights that are, you can win and are worth winning. I haven't seen us in that position, but that doesn't mean we're not fighting. Right? Doesn't mean we're not fighting. Lots of ways to win. Just got to keep fighting. And as I've said to you every week, it's not over until we say it's over. It's just that simple. In Poland, for 34 years, 
they fought until they got free again. Okay? Remember that. Keep perspective. Keep your chin up. Be proud of who you are. Don't let anyone talk you down, talk your, your, your children down, your neighbors down. Fly your flag upside down and, and, and just say, I'm going to fight you every inch of the way. Every lie you state, I will refute. I will, not grant, I will not give you any ground without a fight. We do that. We'll be all right. I promise you. All right. We'll be back probably in another week or so. I appreciate you sending things to me. You can do that at info at wethepeopleconvention.org. Please send your, your thoughts and ideas and questions. I love getting your mail and stuff. But please understand, I get a lot of it, and I can't respond to everybody, though I try. Okay? But thanks again for watching the podcast. You're listening to the We The People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski. Have a good day and a good week. We'll talk to you soon.